Welcome to the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. This thing is huge. It's the greatest, most outrageous, incredibly fun podcast on the internet today. It's all about the Don. The most spectacular entrepreneur alive today. For entrepreneurs who also want to dominate their market and destroy their competition. You should be your competition's huge problem. This is the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast with Steve Cypress and Everett Fornell. Welcome to another edition of the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast, the most internationally gold medal winning podcast of all time. Speaking of internationally gold medal winning, I am joined by my co-host, the one and only Everett Farnell. The Olympics are here. They're amazing. They're wonderful. It's a wonderful time, but I, I got to put something in before we start talking about Olympics and, and whatnot. I just want to point out that we actually had some worldwide press about our podcast that was saying how amazing it was that we were helping business owners find the secret to Donald Trump's success. In well, that's a good point. And I guess now that you're bringing it up, I'll, t- I'll tell just a, a brief little story about it. I got a call. I got emails, actually, one after the other that I, you know, ignored these kind of emails otherwise my account i would have calls 24 hours a day of like oh i want to interview i want to interview you way back in uh i don't know six months ago or so and okay finally i responded and the person was like yeah i'm writing an article for politico.com which is not known to be a pro-trump bastion of positivity in the trump world but uh, i'm writing this article about all the trump podcasts that are out there and i want to interview you and I was like, are there other Trump podcasts? I mean, I, I, I know I heard of like one or two or something, but I'm like, she's like, oh, you would not believe how many there are, blah, blah, blah. Went, okay. So got on the interview, and then she, I said, you know, when is this? We talked for almost an hour, and then she was like, when are we? I was like, when is this going to be published? And she said, I'll let you know, but, it, you know, i got to put it all together and whatever. And this, I kind of forgot all about it. And then just the other day, I was like, yeah, you know, I wonder if that ever got published. And I didn't even remember what publication was for, so I just went to Google.com and typed in, I don't even, uh, Donald Trump, oh, how I know, I went back to the emails from this person, and I typed in her name and Trump podcast. And sure enough, it pops up that this article came out in January. And I'm like, how come I'm hearing about this more than a month later? She never let me know. I never knew. And so suddenly, I was like, I got to, you know, tweet this out to, I got 30,000 followers there, hardly the 50 million that Trump has or whatever, but let's put it out to Facebook, and now let's talk about it on the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. So if you if you go to Google the politico.com Trump podcast, there's this whole long article, and all through the thing, Everett, I know you read it, all through the whole thing, I'm going like, gee, she's not even going to mention anything I said with I'm not in here, what the heck, I wasted that 20 minutes or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then it gets towards the end, and suddenly it's nonstop, oh, the lessons learned from Don Trump. The thing that just pissed me off, and I'll be pissed off on your behalf if you're not, is like she never mentioned your name. She said something like his co-host. I'm like, it's so difficult to go to the website and say the name of the co-host because she went to my website and she quoted things off, oh, he calls himself an expert in business and a profit maximizer, and he says this on his website. I'm like, but you couldn't go and put on who's the co-host? You had to just say Cypress says this, and Cypress did this, and Cypress, as if somehow 
If it wasn't for you, Mr. Ever Farnell, I would ever get on here and every single week record an episode of the podcast. How boring and not fun that would be. And I would stop doing it. Like she said in the article, so many other Trump podcasts have already stopped. And we continue to go strong. And I see no end in sight. We have another seven years of the lessons learned from Donald Trump podcast. And they ought to write more and more articles about us on there. No doubt about it. See, even Politico, even the left-wing liberal press is starting to recognize the dominance and the power of the lessons learned from Donald Trump. So welcome, dear listener, because you really are in the place that you need to be if you want to maximize your business and maximize your profit. Yes, and when it comes to other Trump podcasts or other podcasts of any of any kind, I don't even acknowledge that they exist. I mean, if they were standing in front or sitting behind me, like in a row behind me at like a sporting event, I wouldn't even nod to them. I wouldn't shake their hands. I would not even acknowledge they exist. Would you? Uh, Joe who? Tim who? <laughs> Wait, who are you talking about? What are you talking about? <laughs> I would just have an angry scowl on my face the whole time while everybody else shook hands with all the other podcasters or the one podcaster that is really causing trouble and being a jerk to everyone. Like suddenly they're all shaking his hand. I would not do that. You would not do that. I agree with you. Okay, well, dear listener, in case you haven't uh, figured it out by now, what we're talking about, of course, as always, we we jest at the start of the podcast episode, although this week we we also acknowledged our uh, now internationally worldwide acknowledgement by the political website of how valuable this podcast is. But we're, we're talking about the Olympics, of course, and how Donald Trump, just like me, I haven't watched a second of it. I have something better to do. Trump said, I got something better to do. I ain't going over there. But I'll send my Pence over there with strict instructions because this South, this North Korean dictator's daughter or nep- niece or sister or whatever it is is going over there, and you are not to shake hands, don't acknowledge her, don't smile, don't nod, don't whatever, while all the other whatever they are of the world is coming over, and oh, it's so historic that the North Koreans are here, and it's historic that the murdering dictator starving their own people <laughs> bastards are there. Yeah, that's historical, right? I, I'm just, I'm amazed she made it out alive. It's amazing. And, you know, what's really stunning is that I, I don't know if people really have a grasp on how bad things are in North Korea. I mean, really what this family does. And it, it, did you notice that she made a, a reference to reunification? Now, just No, clear, I did not. But yeah, uh, she, give me a break. She made a, she made a reference in her talk to reunification. And just to be completely clear, she's not talking about reunification under the Republic of South Korea's government model. She's talking about reunification. She's talking about the North Korea conquering South Korea. So she's talking about marching under, troops over the border and yeah. taking over South Korea. So we're going yeah. back, what Under is it, uh, 80 years, 70 years? We're going back to another Korean War? That's what she's advocating? Well, they've been talking about reunification since so, North Korea. So that's why I should create. acknowledge her and smile and shake hands and whatever. I mean, the whole thing is outrageous yeah, to even suggest that Mike Pence should be even acknowledging her existence. Well, and, and exactly. I mean, when you acknowledge somebody like that, you give them more credibility. 
when you're in a position like Mike Pence. Now, arguably, if it was somebody lower in the go- a diplomat or something, then maybe he should have said something. But when you're, but you, at some level at the government, you've got to say that they're above dealing with murderous, psychopathic families and dictators. I mean, well, know, right, excellent point. Because a diplomat is not likely to be giving any orders to kill people, but she is. She's the head well, of. Yeah, a- her title is something like the head of propaganda or something. Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, that's that. She's, she's not just. In other words, it's not like Melania Trump or even Ivanka Trump or any of that. Her uh, Ivanka is like an advisor. I mean, yeah, Ivanka's an advisor. You know, like she's not an. She's not like just an advisor. She's actually in a position of helping to kill people. Right. Right. Actively and shut them off from the world. You know, North Korea. From what I hear, they can't go on the internet. I don't know how they do that, but they can't go on the internet. They don't get any outside news. They can't leave. They certainly can't leave the country. They get shot if they try and leave the country. Well, you're kidding me. i got to go shake hands with that person who's in charge well, here, of the ministry of that propaganda? Well, I mean, listen, from the propaganda is so thick. So if you hear people, if you hear refugees, people who have gotten out, like there's a few people who have snuck out, they all say the same kind of thing, that they're taught. I think the term that they use is glorious leader is the term that they use for Kim for Rocket Man, and they all say the same thing, that they're taught from the time that they're children in schools and by the, by society, by everybody, they're taught that Glorious Leader can read your mind. So even if you have rebellious thoughts, Glorious Leader might come get you. You know, his, he can send people to come get you because get you, he can read your mind. He knows what you're thinking. This is the kind of propaganda that goes on in the country, in that country. Right, so she's know, in charge day day of spreading that message. Yeah, she's in charge of it. But now all of a sudden, because she happens to stumble her way down to South Korea for a minute, our vice president of the United States should fawn over her because, because why? Again, because she, she's supposedly cute or something. I, I you know, please. Right, because I, she's I so sweet and darling. I'm like, you really got to be kidding me with this nonsense. So, And unless you think that Mike Pence just decided to act that way, in my opinion, make no mistake that that was the orders from Trump, which brings us to the lesson learned. So... There is Trump say, give the cold, give such the cold shoulder to your miserably inhumane competition that is threatening to bomb the world and this and that and cause all kinds of trouble and, and not following the quote rules of the society of world nations and all that kind of stuff. Don't even acknowledge them. The lesson learned for business owners, is it not, Everett, is to do the same. Absolutely. Absolutely. If there's somebody who is unethical, if there's somebody who has given you a, a done that had some sort of dishonest business dealing with you, somebody who's stolen from you, somebody who you know steals from the community, don't make nice with them. You don't have to. There's no reason in the world that you should be pally. If you know for sure that there's another business owner in town in your business and he is dishonest and does things dishonestly, and doesn't take care of his customers, and you know you do take care of your customers. You show up at the uh, at the chamber meeting, and there he is over there, and he wants to come over and glad hand and hey, how you doing? Nice to see you, buddy. Blow him off, ignore him. You don't have to be nice to that guy, and you should right. Be nice Even to if him. everyone else there is shaking hands, smiling, don't you? You can walk right by him. You don't have to look him in the eye. Don't nod. Don't acknowledge him. Absolutely, absolutely. So an example. And this wasn't a public example, but I had it out with 
a second in charge of a subcontractor. I was running my animal remediation business. This was many years ago. And the guy who I eventually ended up buying his roofing company, he and his then business partner were, I was subbing a roof out to him. And the guy ended up going, he went for drill. He was in the youth reserves, the army youth reserves or something. Anyway, so he was gone for a week on drill with some sort of military, youth military thing. His second command wouldn't return phone calls, wouldn't return phone calls for the customer, wouldn't get back to me to tell me what was going on. When he did tell me something that was going to happen, it never happened on time. Finally, the customer called me and and she, rightly so, said, look, if if they can't get out here and get this roof done, I'm going to find another roofer to get it done because this is ridiculous. I got a check here from the insurance company and if they can't do it, find somebody else to do it or get somebody else because I want this done. So I called the guy and said, look, if you can't get out there and get this done, I'm going to pull your contract and I'm going to have somebody else go out and do it because this is fucking ridiculous. I mean, it's I'm sure you like that. Well, I got a phone call back in like 10 minutes, right? And it was, well, uh, I got a permit on that roof and nobody's getting on that roof except for us, and, which is it's the legality. It's not important, but he has, he does have a some point there. There's some steps you have to go through if they already pulled the permit, but it's not relevant to the story. Nobody's getting on the per- on that roof except for us. And that's what I thought. And I said, cut the shit, dude. I, I don't. I, I, it's cut the shit, Ronnie. I don't. I, I don't want to hear it. This is not how I treat my customers. This is not how we're going to do business. If you can't get the fuck out there and get the roof on, and I was pretty mad, so I apologize for the cussing, but that's actually what I said to him. If you can't get the fuck out there and get the roof on it, then sign off on the permit, cancel it, and I'll get somebody else out there to get the roof on. But this is ridiculous. It's been, you know, X amount of time. You've, you've missed three ta- three days that you were supposed to start the job. The customer can't hear back from me. I can't, I can't get a call back from you. This, this is not how I do business. So long story short, the guy did get out there and he got the stuff done. And he got the roof done and it was done to the normal spec that we expected, a good solid roof. And, uh, and then are you saying that from that. then on, you never but, again hired him, of course, and you and you never even acknowledged well, his no. existence? Yeah, yeah, from him, that guy. So that guy, that guy, I never hired him again until he was not in the business anymore. He was gone. And then, like I said, I ended up hiring the guy and then buying, well, uh, buying the company. And there's the solution, is we wait until Kim Jong-un dies, at which point, of course, just his son would take over. We wait until the whole family dies, and then we acknowledge the existence of the pretty girl that he sends over to the Olympics. I think that the point is for business owners, though, is that you've got to be willing to take a moral stand. You can't, uh, you know, take a moral stand on behalf of your community, take a moral stand on behalf of your employees, take a moral stand on behalf of your yourself. And, you know, don't feel forced into cordial relationships or making nice with people who don't deserve to be made nice with. Don't feel forced into a position where you have to mediate and you have to talk to say somebody's, if somebody's doing the wrong thing and it's immoral, then you as a business owner have to feel comfortable and willing to stand up to that and say, I'm, I'm not going to put up with this. And that's that. If you don't like it, then, uh, you know, then hit the road. That is that. That is so well stated. I don't even have anything to add other than there is, as always, an advanced tip that goes above and beyond and gives you even more help with this. And for that, you go to LessonsLearnedFromDonaldTrump.com and you can get the advanced tip of the week. Everett, is there anything else to say on this topic? I think think that's it. I would agree with that. And I thank the listeners for being here today and for reading our article, uh, the article we're in on Politico.com. And we will catch you all back here again next week with another episode of the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump Podcast. 
You've just listened to the most terrific podcast on the internet today. If you want to be a winner like Trump, make sure to go listen to the rest of the episodes and get our advanced tip of the week by going to LessonsLearnedFromDonaldTrump.com. And join us next time, unless you like being a loser. Some people do. Trust me.